All right, Patriots first and goal. I am Alex Shane here breaking down the 2023 Patriots schedule with my good buddy Rich Hill. Rich, I'm always blown away how much hoopla there is surrounding what is essentially a piece of paper that gets printed (laughs) and posted on a tack board. There's leaks and there's like schedule release analysis. Uh, and I hate even more that I'm around for all of it, and I love it. Are you as into this as I am, or am I just a crazy man? <laughs> I mean, my favorite part is when there's always that like annual deep dive that Peter King does, where they're like, I spent a day with the computers that helped make this. This was option number 290,000 kind of a thing. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like you make it sound super exciting, but it's probably just, uh, here's a table of results right here. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it. I don't mind. Like, it's enjoyable i think it's hilarious that they've made an entire day out (laughs) of exactly what you said just like releasing what the next season's schedule will be um but also like i love what teams have done with it the chargers have done an awesome job of leaning into like an annual like anime movie on twitter i don't know if you saw that one but it's always just like full of great references it's hilarious they go way over the top some teams are just like really bad at it the patriots did their like retirement home thing with devin mccordy which was like cute but could have been a little bit better i mean talk about that a little bit later um but i i I think for me uh what i would really like a team to do because this is just a perfect constant drip of owning the like sports world conversation for an entire day I would love it if a team did like a scavenger hunt, like where it's like they, they're not going to announce the schedule or they'll like hide stuff around the team's city at the beginning of the day and just release clues. And then you have to figure out what it is. Like there, there's a lot of involved integrated opportunity here for fans that I feel like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw in the future. Yeah. I mean, look, the NFL will do anything to increase ratings and make money. And if they could be like, maybe even like, a fan contest where the fans had a scavenger hunt. And I don't know. I don't know if you ever watched the, that FX show called the league where they did ridiculous things to uh, select their draft order in their fantasy drafts. I can see scenarios down, down the line where like teams with the fans to do the best job gets a good bye week. You never know. What that would be hilarious. It like the, be hilarious. the fans and I, and I, could I, affect I, the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I'd tune in hundred percent. However, that is a talk for another day, Rich Hill. The schedule is out. Uh, before we get into our four downs, I'd love to just give from you a general perception, general thoughts. Are you looking at this schedule from September to early January? Do you have any optimism, any pessimism? What are your general thoughts on the schedule overall? Dude, it's brutal. It yeah. is brutal. Like We went into this knowing that they had the most difficult schedule in the entire league. Like They played the Bills. They played the AFC West with the Chiefs. They played the NFC East. And like that's the best divisions in football, like all of them, the AFC East, the AFC West and the NFC East are all the most difficult ones, but you know, there are some seller dwellers across these different divisions. Um, But this scheduling just did not help one bit. Uh, It's rough. It's very rough. And I'm looking forward to breaking it down with you. Uh, We're going to do our four downs. um, But Alec, what was your initial sentiment? Yeah. I mean, I looked at this. I'm like, all right. So they basically, they have 17 games. They play against nine teams that finished 500 or better. They played both of the Super Bowl teams from last year. Yep. I think four or five of the teams they play against had double digit wins last season. And I think in turn, I know it's a toughest schedule. But I think strength of schedule, it's like third. It's a weird kind of juxtaposition. But yeah, I mean, look, obviously it's it's May and a lot can happen. And the games we think are going to be tough are always the easy ones. There's always an upset. There's always kind of a blowout. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine any Patriots fans looking at this schedule and being like, oh, 13 and three, no problem. Here. <laughs> um, but however, again, there are some winnable games and I think the Patriots could make some noise in this 2023 campaign. So let's get started, Rich. Let's break it down into quarters. Four quarters of the season, four downs makes a lot of sense. First down, first and goal is the first month of the season, September. They open up with two home games, Eagles and Dolphins. Then they're at the Jets and at the Cowboys. What are your thoughts on this first month of the season? That's rough. Uh, Eagles game is welcome back Tom Brady retirement night. So that's going to be with a lot of fanfare. Uh, You know, historically, they've always done well at home. I'm curious to see how all of the new Bill O'Brien offense and everything materializes. But like, you got an Eagles team that made the Super Bowl. (laughs) Like, this is not going to be easy by any measure. Uh, It's a game where if the Patriots keep it competitive, I'd be happy. But I I have them starting off 0-1 here. The next three games, uh, week two, home against the Dolphins Sunday night football, that's a winnable game. Uh, you know how they, their games in Miami are cursed, but their games at home can be pretty competitive. I wouldn't be surprised. And then uh, being at the Jets, having Aaron Rodgers early in the season before he settles into New York, I feel like that's kind of ideal. Then the Cowboys game uh, is going to be hard. Like None of these are easy games, but I could see them sneaking out a win if Mike McCarthy kind of falls on his face again. Um, this is a difficult one. Like if they go 0-4 for the first stretch of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. If they go 3-1, and I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm going to chalk them up for a 2-2 two and two opening quarter of the season. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think any of the – I think this game could go either way. Is a moniker I could apply to like 15 of the 17 games <laughs> season, honestly. Uh, I, I think I think one and three is probably reasonable. I feel like they can lose to the it's tough because I I think if they get the Eagles like week 10, it's not even close, but week one is such a crapshoot. Teams are still kind of settling in. Uh, maybe it's time to retire the extension of the preseason talk, but maybe if they get the Eagles early coming off the Super Bowl hangover, they can get a win there. I wish the home game against Miami was in December. They seem to have stopped doing that for some reason. I don't know why they stopped doing in the kind of late game in Miami, uh, in New England in December. The Dolphins are a question mark. It's primetime. Uh, Mac Jones has done well in primetime, so maybe they can take that one. At New York Jets, who knows? And I think they can beat the Cowboys. So, yeah, I think 2-2 two and two is probably reasonable here. But, yeah, I mean, they could very easily start 0-4. And, and I don't know any 0-4 teams that went, meant to take the playoff. I'm sure they're out there. But the season could possibly be over by the time October <laughs> Which would be fine. very disappointing. Because, um, I, like, I, I would be shocked if this team was uncompetitive, you know, like uh, that last year, they were a few bounces away from being a playoff team. Like they, they weren't a bad team uh, from like a overall perspective. Like they had an incompetent offense at times, but they had the pieces of a good team. They should just be better this year. Uh, but that said, adding Aaron Rodgers to the jets, adding, uh, you know, later in the season, this is going to be a hard stretch and, uh, there's not a friendly schedule waiting for them after this opening four games. And so like their must win games probably start in week two or three. Yeah. I mean, you really never want to say week two, week three is a must win game, but if they're and two come into that jets game, that's absolutely must win game because we can then go to second down. As you mentioned, October doesn't get any easier. They've got the saints. Then they're at the, the Raiders, which I'm very excited to talk about that game with you, Rich. That's a real question mark for me. Then they host the Buffalo Bills, and they're at Miami to close out on October. Uh, again, the Raiders game is the most intriguing one for me because they probably, well, they definitely should have beaten the Raiders last year. I don't want to talk about what happened last <laughs> year with that ridiculous play. Not only the the touchdown that was called back, but the fourth down conversion, the Jacoby, the whole thing was a mess. I feel like they can beat the Saints. 
The Raiders, I have absolutely no idea. Jimmy Garoppolo's under center now. Josh McDaniels is there. I'm very curious to see what that team's going to be. No way they're beating the Bills. Then they're at Miami. That's also a winnable game. So I think two and two throughout the course of October is reasonable, but they could also go one and three. Uh, again, <laughs> I feel like we're going to be saying this over and over again. Yep, totally. I mean, I agree too. Although I will say, I, I feel like they have a better chance against the Bills than uh, everyone kind of thinks. Like the distance between the Bills and the rest of the division over the course of a whole season is pretty vast. But in an individual game, like Patriots have generally been competitive with them. And I say generally very softly. Like it, it took them in the DeMar Hamlin game, like two incredible kick returns to beat the Patriots. And like, New England's not been uncompetitive. And so at home, new offense, new look, like, I don't know. I, I could see that one uh, being more of a, you know, Patriots have a 33% chance to win versus like a lock it as a loss thing. Um, but again, I mean, I'm looking at this stretch and I'm saying, yeah, probably two, two again, two and two. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, as you said, they could be zero and four here or they could be three and one. Um, and so I'm just going to shoot straight down the middle here and say that at the after week eight, I could see the Patriots sitting at four and four. Which I'd honestly be happy with, given this. Uh, if they can go like th- uh, five and three, even better. Again, the cool thing we talked about earlier in the podcast, these games, you know, we're sitting here in May prognosticating, but there's always this game where like the Ravens game in 2020 where the Patriots blew out the Ravens. They weren't even close to as good a team. And they'll lose to the Browns back in like 2012. <laughs> like, there's always these weird games that just don't go anywhere remotely the way they should. Mm. You're, on, you're on the butt end of it. You're on the receiving end of it. Sometimes you, you, you win it. Um, so that's definitely going to happen at some point over the course of this. But yeah, honestly, you know, if we come into, if we come into November at eight, at four and four, uh, well in the playoff hunt, I'd be very happy with that because the good news, Rich, when third down comes along, third and goal, I feel like things soften up in yep. November. They've got the Commanders at home, and then they fly all the way to Germany for a Sunday, November 12th game, Week 10 against the Colts. They have a bye, and then they're at New York Giants. Uh, I feel like those are all very winnable games, plus that bye weekend. They're coming at a great time. Love the Week 11 bye. Yeah, totally. And then uh, just to round out a four-game stretch here, they host the Chargers uh, the first week of uh, December in Week 13. Uh, this is the stretch where I could see them going for an L. This is This is one where they, by all accounts – Probably should. Like, I, I think that the Chargers game is probably the most difficult one of those four. I think that the Giants did very well last year, but they definitely overachieved. I think that uh, the Chargers with Justin Herbert are the best team of this stretch. Patriots probably should go four now here. This is the part of the season where I imagine the narrative goes around where it's like, oh, I think they've they've figured it out. They, uh, you know, this is the the Patriots team we're used to. And that we saw it down like the middle stretch of Mac Jones's rookie year. Um that said, you mentioned there's always a game every year where things just go off the rails and nothing goes according to plan. And for me, I feel like this Commanders game, either this one or the Saints game in week five, those are my two best guesses for when everything will just be terrible for the Patriots. Like a game that they should absolutely win that just becomes completely cursed. Those are my two guesses for what they'll be. Interesting. I'm going to go with at New York Giants for that one, uh, mainly because I feel like the Patriots after the bye week have had some real struggles in the past. They used to be a great team after the bye, the extra week to prepare, whatever it was. But I feel like they've come out of the gate really rusty and slow the past couple of seasons after that bye. And compound that with having to fly to Germany and back on the heels of that right before that mm-hmm. bye week. I feel like that could be one of those trap games where they just 
they're still jet lagged, even though it's two weeks later. And again, the Giants, you mentioned, you know, they did overachieve last year, but I, they could be good. I don't know. They have a really weird schedule. I think they played like the first seven of 10 games are on the road for New York. So this is one of their, one of their, or their, their home stretch starts. So that could be a, a real trap game. And the Chargers, I'm trying to think the last time the Chargers beat the Patriots. I think it was 2008. I could be wrong. It was the Matt Castle year, but the Chargers don't beat the Patriots for whatever reason. I feel like on paper, LA's a better team, but they're not going to beat the Patriots, especially at home. So yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe three and one again is reasonable, but before no, it is definitely possible, which puts them at eight and four coming in December, which I will absolutely die to have that happen. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm, totally. I'm actually trying to figure out when's the last time <laughs> uh, the Chargers beat the Patriots. I pulled up this beautiful website uh, that has the Patriots. Last time they lost was that Matt Castle year. Uh, yeah, October 2008, and last time the Patriots lost with their starter was 2005, uh, when the San Diego Chargers beat them 41-17. So uh, the Patriots have won, oh my goodness, dating back to 1973. So since the merger, they've only lost to the Chargers three times. Wow. They've beaten them, it looks here, probably 25 times. Like, that's absurd. Uh, so yeah, completely cursed. Um, curious to see how that plays out. Very curious, uh, because in my head, uh, you know, thinking of just like the wider narratives that everyone will talk about. And like, as I mentioned, like this will be the time that everyone thinks that they've got it figured out. I feel like those are overblown, but these are going to be the four games that the Patriots can't afford to lose. Like the other games are more 50-50 than these four. And if the Patriots can come out of this one 4-0, I'm going to pencil them in for 3-1 and on my end. But if they can come out of it 4-0, then we'll be in really good standing for the playoffs. Hey there, Pats fans in Massachusetts and Connecticut. DraftKings has upgraded their sign-up offer for a limited time. If you're a new user, you can now receive $200 in bonus bets by following just three three easy steps. You're going to create an account. You're going to deposit some money in that account. And you're going to make a $5 wager on any sport that you want. Whether your first wager wins or loses, you're going to get $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code PATSNATION. That's one word, PATSNATION, when you sign up. The best part is when you use that code PATSNATION, not only do you get the bonus, but it also supports our podcast, which we really appreciate. If you're considering signing up for DraftKings, definitely use our code PATSNATION. Again, that's PATSNATION, one word to maximize your first bets. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help, call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. Check out the episode description for the full terms of the offer. 100%. 100%. 8-4, and 7-5 and five coming in December uh, would be amazing, especially because Rich Hill, uh, fourth and goal. You never want to find yourself on fourth and goal. You want to score well before then because fourth and goal is a nerve-wracking situation. And looking at the end of this season, uh, they have the Steelers, then they have the Chiefs on Monday night, then they have the Broncos Christmas Eve, then they're at Buffalo, then they're home against the New York Jets. Um, this is a tough slate of games to have must-win playoff positioning games yeah. on the schedule. The Chiefs, obviously, are going to be a loss. I'm very curious about the Broncos on Christmas Eve at Buffalo Week 17, where the Bills are likely to be vying for that one seed, and the Patriots yep. 
trying to stay alive. That's just a nightmare scenario. And then who knows? They had the TBD. They're not sure if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday, primetime, the New York Jets game. That really could be technically a game where maybe the Patriots and Jets are neck and neck for that last wild card spot and the playoff could start for the Patriots yeah. week 18. So this is a very intriguing home stretch of games for this team. Totally. And it's the Steelers are at the Steelers hosting the Chiefs and at the Broncos are three straight primetime games. And then if that Jets game goes into prime time as well, like that is a tiring final five stretch there. That said, I would not be surprised if the Patriots came out of this one three and two. I'm very curious to how Sean Payton will have this Broncos team running. Uh, they they have had a fine enough defense, but their offense was terrible with Russell Wilson. And part of that is like, is that because Russell Wilson is cooked or is it because they just were in an inept offense, just like I think the Patriots were last year with Matt Patricia. And so can the Broncos turn their offense around with Russell Wilson? They have all the offensive pieces, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. That's like one of the best trio of uh, duo of receivers that you'll have out there. Um, It's going to be a difficult one. It's going to be at mile high. Things go wild there for the Patriots. That's also a house of horrors for New England. We got to remember that Uh, mile high and sun life. Those are the the two places that I feel like the Patriots always just chalk it up to a loss. Um, But they could go three and two here. They could go one and four here. I, I wouldn't be fully surprised. And honestly, this will be the season where if the Patriots are able to do the little things well, if they're able to protect the football, if they're able to avoid penalties, if they're able to not be sloppy like they were last year, and honestly, like the two years before as well, if they can play good, consistent, mistake-free football, this is the stretch that'll say whether or not the Patriots have a chance to you know, make the final four of the league, or if they're just going to miss the playoffs completely. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if we kind of go more conservative with our, our discussion here, that's like a 10 and seven, 11 and six finish. Uh, if they're able to take care of business and not get blown out of the water too badly by the teams they should be beating, which what really screwed them last year. And I think I, I I'd be very curious to see if 10 and seven, if they were hypothetically finished 10 and seven would be enough to make the playoffs uh, in 2023. It's going to be a very crowded ASC playoff picture. I think those last couple weeks of the season are going to be an absolute cluster of yep. teams buying for about two spots. Um, this is not going to be a scenario. Hopefully the Patriots will have something to play for week 18 because if they have nothing to play for, it's not because they've already locked the one seat up <laughs> right now. But at the also same time, you know, I talk in seven and 10 and six and 11. I think it's just viable for this team. So I guess more than anything, it's like, how do they respond to the schedule? What kind of team do they look like as 2023 comes to a close? And will they find themselves well positioned for what I've always said to be the end of the three year rebuild and a strong push for 2024? There's a lot of young guys in this team. There's a lot of upside in this team, but it's like, can they get together and can Bill O'Brien create a competent offense again? That's the exciting part for me in 2023. Yep, totally. And I, I mean, like the target is 10 wins in general, that should be enough to reach the postseason. Very rarely is that not enough. Obviously, we have that 20, 2008 with the Patriots with Matt Castle. That is clearly the exception. Um, but like past, uh, you know, two years, uh, 10 wins has been enough. Obviously, 2020 was a little bit wacky where you had uh, uh, seven teams with 11 or more wins. And so I think that the the Patriots can make 10 wins here. Uh, but it really comes down to how the offense pulls together. And uh, that's going to be the constant narrative of which what you said, can Bill O'Brien put together a competent offense? Because everything pointed over the past couple of years that if the Patriots had an average offense, they're a 10-win team. They are one of the top eight teams in the league if they have an average offense because of how good their defense is. 
if they have a top six offense in the league or a top 10 offense in the league, they're going to be in that upper echelon. Maybe not necessarily like Chiefs level, but like they'll be up there as you know one of the top four or five teams in the league if they have a top 10 offense. And if Bill O'Brien's able to manufacture a top six offense based off of how the Patriots defense has been so consistently good, then this team is a contender for the Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe they'll still only get 10 wins, but like they'll have the pieces in place that I feel like would suggest that they could go toe to toe with anyone if they're able to play well. And I think if, you know, they have that top defense, if they have that top offense, like obviously this is like the basis level of analysis, but if they have their defense usually well and they have like an above average offense and then they're going into the postseason. I'll feel a lot more confident that they can actually do something there versus, uh, you know, like limping into it with a below average offense and then just like expecting to be bounced in the first round. I I feel like that'll be the biggest difference for me. Yeah. I think that's what's so frustrating about last season is they, they showed that they could compete with the good teams. They just kept screwing themselves over with dumb penalties and special teams mistakes. I mean, it's just insane that they're basically a, once again, kind of a goal line fumble away from making the playoffs and you can always point to a couple of plays and that's happened a couple of seasons now and if nothing else I think if the Patriots can make the playoffs having taken on this slate of teams at least as of right now this conversation who knows what they'll look like in December what the landscape is but if they can make the playoffs against this slate I think there's a lot of reason for optimism going forward because this is not one of those soft schedule cruise to 12 and 4 victory the Patriots have had in the past uh, and I'd love to see a playoff win uh, to that point, Rachel, time to kick the extra point and go for two. If you had to guess right now with this schedule, do we get to see extra football for the Patriots with the playoff berth, or will that Week 18 matchup be up against the Jets be the last time we see this squad? Yeah, I, I mean, I legitimately think that Week 18 game will be a win and in, lose and out situation. Like that's how on the cusp I feel like this Patriots team is at this point. Maybe a little surprised and like overachieve or something like that, and maybe some of the, like you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers flames out with New York. Like that's very real as a possibility. Uh, But I I feel like the Patriots will be sitting at, uh, you know, nine and seven through 17 weeks. And if they win, that'll get them that last wildcard spot. If they lose, maybe the Jets will get it. Like that's how close I think it will be. If I had to guess right now, I think they do make it. I think that so much of their issues last year was just due to sloppy play, due to just having no belief in their offensive system and structure, rightfully so, and that having a competent offensive play caller will make this team look a lot more similar to that 2021 season where they were a wild card during Mac Jones's rookie year. And I, I expect them to be a little bit more open, a little bit more productive than they were that rookie year, a little bit more consistent with the play calling and scheming. And I, I think that that will lead to the Patriots making the postseason. Maybe they get bounced in the first round. That's fine. But I'm expecting to see enough growth this year that there will be a sense of hope for next year, as opposed to a feeling of, uh, should we just burn it all down? Speaking of burning it all down, Rich, time to go for two and ask you a question that I never thought I'd ask over the past 20 years or so, but this is where we're at. This is the new NFL landscape. What do you think the odds are that three of the AFC playoff teams come out of the AFC East? Yeah. I mean, pretty high. Like I I wouldn't be surprised by that. Like that's where I feel like in my head, the best teams are in the AFC. Like I, I think, um, 
the Bengals and the Ravens obviously give you a lot of hope in the North. Uh, the South is just a cluster. It's just terrible. Um, but then for the AFC West, I do like the Chargers. I do like the, 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 uh, the Raiders with Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh McDaniels. Like there are other good teams. It will be a, you know, 10 team conference probably. Um, but it is one where I think top to bottom, the AFC East has four teams that could be competing for it. They'll likely cannibalize each other. Like there will be that time in, you know, week, you know, 17 and 18 where Patriots are playing the Bills and the Jets that like could dictate whether it's, you know, one team out of the AFC East or three. Um, But I I think that there is space for, uh, you know, multiple wildcard teams coming out of the AFC East. And if it was in a vacuum and teams, uh, you know, didn't have to play each other within the division. If it was just like, who are the best teams in the AFC? I would say that probably three out of the top or at least four of the top, you know, seven or eight are in the AFC East. They are. And again, if they have to play each other, I, I think it's not ridiculous to make a case for all four teams making the playoffs. It won't happen because they have to play each other, as you mentioned. But, you know, if you had to just rank the best teams in the AFC, like the AFC is a strong division now. Uh, yep. Ironically, once Brady leaves, it's kind of funny how that works out. But look, I'm I'm scared of the schedule, but I will tell you one thing, Richelle. This is not going to be a boring season, uh, unless I guess they go zero and four to start the season. <laughs> well, I'll start playing for draft picks, but I really don't see that happening. I think they're going to turn some heads. I think they're going to maybe start out slow. They're going to be clicking, and when November comes, they're going to be firing in all cylinders, and maybe they'll turn some heads in those in those last weeks of the season. And, and I could see maybe a Monday night upset against Kansas City at home to totally shake the playoff picture up and make that Week 17 game that much more important against the Bills. Like, that's not a ridiculous statement to make. Uh, of course, like I said, it's May. Long way to go between then and now. We got rookie minicamp coming up next. Then the dead season in the NFL starts. So uh, this is kind of our last hurrah to really have some fun predicting stuff before training camp starts in earnest. And that's probably why I lean into it so much is because this is our last real, like, Draft picks we can prognosticate, <laughs> schedule we can prognosticate, and then it's like time to actually cover football again. So I can get a little more, I guess, a little more creative license with my nonsensical ramblings. Oh, well, it's full of brightness and hope in the future right That's now right. before uh, you have to face the harsh realities of the Patriots uh, taking a second round wide receiver or cornerback that doesn't actually end up playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, right now, I'm so hopeful. Like, the, the fact that they had such a good rookie class. I feel like they did such a good job this offseason. They have a lot of really good pieces here. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, we didn't even cover preseason. They're uh, hosting the Texans. Then they'll be at the Packers and at the Titans. They're expected to do joint camp uh, with the Packers and the Titans, I believe. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they did it against with the Texans as well. I'm not sure off the top of my head if they have that already lined up. But those will be three rounds where... Patriots aren't seeing any of them this season, but we'll get a really good sense coming out of camp of where this team stands. I I think it was very obvious last year during camp how the offense under Joe Judge and Matt Patricia was just nonsensical. It was just so bad. Uh, And it was very clear at that point that they just didn't have it. And then there was just mostly hanging their hat on a hope that they would figure it out over the course of the season. And it just never happened. And so I feel like over those first three weeks of the preseason, whenever those joint camps are taking place, whatever the reports are around like, Hey, these people have picked up the offense or like, they're looking pretty good. 
I'll actually give it a little bit more credence than I would have in past years. Um, not necessarily because I feel like a good day in camp will mean that there'll be an elite offense or anything like that, but I'm just looking for uh, more positive stories about how the people are picking up the offense versus last year when it was all basically like, uh, people are questioning like what's going on here. None of this makes sense. And like, it's showing during their games and practices that it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for rookie minicamp. I'm sure there'll be plenty of rational, level-headed takes on the <laughs> first couple days of this new offensive package. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of totally calm level heads. So I'll look forward to breaking that down with you when it happens. But Rich, any kind of last thoughts on the schedule? Not at all. I'm very excited to see y'all play out. Um, you know, Patriots make the postseason. If they at least look good, I'll I'll be a lot happier about the potential because Patriots have a lot of money to spend next year as well. So it'll be one that the Patriots are perfectly set up for deciding if, hey, uh, next year we need to try and rebuild again. Or is it a situation where the pieces seem to be in place for a strong run, get to, get Bill Belichick the all-time wins lead, and then we can go from there. But I, I think that this season will be kind of pivotal for what the Patriots will be doing for the next three to five years. No, it will. You know, they got a really young core. There's some guys that really flashed last season. Hopefully they can build on that. And obviously this is, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's a make or break year for Mac Jones, but he had a huge step back as a sophomore after a pro bowl rookie campaign. So this is kind of the the best two out of three, you know, if he can put it together and show some promise for this season and beyond, he could be the guy going forward. If he really struggles again, maybe it's back to the drawing board of the quarterback. So yeah, I think the next couple of years of Patriots football, a lot hinges on this particular season. And if they can do it with this gauntlet of a schedule, uh, reason to be excited for sure. Yep, absolutely. So looking forward to breaking it down with you, Alec. Uh, until next time, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See ya. Later. Later.